Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast, where we focus on how authors found success, looking at strategies that have taken them to the top of the bestseller charts, as well as what they've learned from their mistakes. Because being an indie author is more than knowing the latest marketing trend. It's about being innovative and creative and learning from your mistakes. Welcome to the Wish I'd Known Then podcast. I'm Sarah Rosette. And I'm Jamie Albright. And this week on the show, we have Cheryl Phipps. Yes, we do. And I love Cheryl so much. I'm yes. a huge Cheryl Phipps fan. Yeah, she's a great author to talk to about, you know, writing and craft and friendships, especially mm-hmm. we talked with her a lot because she's with the Spa Girls podcast. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. we talked about that a lot and um, her transition from uh, romance into cozy. Yep. 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 And that was really interesting uh, conversation, just how all that breaks down for her. It's really, really interesting. So what's been going on with you this week? Well, um, I've had a busy week, but um, I wanted to do a follow-up about the last week I talked about my email issues and Mm -hmm. um, how I didn't realize that, (laughs) you know, I should have had them on a separate platform. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And for me, I was like, oh, should I talk about this or not? But I feel like that's what we're doing is we are sharing what we're learning and this is hard for me because I right. always want to be seen as competent and intelligent yeah. and I, I know what I'm doing. And so, but I went ahead and yeah. shared it and I'm glad I did because I've heard from mm-hmm. some other authors that were like, oh, I didn't know that either. Mm-hmm. So hopefully that will help people. And yeah. I think I'm about to get it wrangled and sorted out. So that's good. Yeah. But, um, but anyway, so it's been a busy week and um, I had an event last night with a bookstore. Well, uh-huh. it's a woman, she has, it's called, um, a book bus. She has a little VW bus and she oh. sells books out of it. It's so cute. She oh, has an Instagram so feed. Yeah, yeah. So I'll post the link to the feed in the, her Instagram feed in the notes. So she, uh-huh. but, but she's in um, Cincinnati. So it's too cold during the winter to do a lot of book events outdoors. So in the winter, she said they were switching to some online stuff. So we had a zoom call and she had right. a bunch of readers and we talked about books and mysteries and it was lots of fun. So that was very cool. Oh, that's so, great. Yeah, uh, that, what a great idea. Yeah, yeah so I'd never so, heard of a book bus, but that was cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that is very cool. Yeah. I love that. So what about you? Um, well, I'm working on uh, duking it out, and I I don't know if I t- mentioned that I was having somebody help me kind of with the beats and stuff, and I got yeah. that. Uh, I got that back, and it's great, and so I've been working on that. Um my quarantine story is um, going to be coming out in February. Uh, yeah. I, well, I was thinking first February, but it's probably going to be the end because I want to go ahead and write another epilogue mm-hmm. for it or write an epilogue for it. And um, But I don't know. It, this feels kind of weird, but I'm going to say it anyway because I think it's important. Um So a few months ago, I started doing this thing, and we'll put the link in the uh, show notes if anybody's interested, because I'm happy to do it. But I have this um, twice a month, I send out a newsletter, a new author discovery newsletter. And I, anyone that has a newsletter with with 2,500 people or less are welcome to fill out the form. Your book has to be professionally edited. It has to be professionally covered. Um, we curate them based on just that and the reviews. So if there are a bunch of reviews that say this book needs an editor, we probably won't put it out. But for the most part, we've 
had really good success and my readers have really loved being introduced to, to new readers. I mean, new authors. It was just something I felt like I wanted to do because, you know, it's hard to kind of get a leg up and it's hard to get a newsletter and it's hard to find readers. And yeah. um, so I started it, I don't know, about five or six months ago or something. Yeah, I was going to say yeah. t- quarantine had happened, but yeah. it wasn't. I think yeah. it was during the summer. Anyway, yeah. um, so I was, but I was looking for a cover for this quarantine book. Right. And I just was going to do a pre-made cover because I don't want to spend a lot of money on it. And I put it in a group. Hey, does anybody have any good pre-made cover sites? And one of the women whose book went out in my new author discovery messaged me. She makes covers and she's like, oh. I want to do a cover for you. So oh. I got to pick my image. I got to, it's so great. It's just so cute and great. And she was great with me because I'm terrible with covers because I'm like, eh, I don't know. And, you <laughs> know. And I go back and forth about a million times and she just has been so great. But I mean, I think that's just, it's kind of a lesson in kindness. You know, mm-hmm. I didn't do it to get anything back. And, and I, mm-hmm. but she, I, my kindness spurred her to be mm-hmm. kind to me and I'm sure to other people. And I called my mom um, after that happened and I just said, I want to thank you for teaching me to be kind because oh. I don't think that's taught enough. And, um, so anyway, that's important. Yeah, and that's very cool. Yeah, it's very cool. And it's so, uh, it is such a cute cover. I'm I, so happy yeah. with it. Yeah, she showed and, it to me the other day and it looks great. Yeah. It yeah, fits it's, with all your others, the branding, but it's right. a little bit different. So you know that it's not right. part of the series, but it does right. look like a Jamie Albright cover. Right. And I, the name of the book was Love, Quarantine, and Other Inconveniences. But I changed the name because it was too long to get on the cover bless their heart she tried so now it's locked in uh, locked in love a quarantine story so that's the name of the book and it'll be out in february sometime and um but that's not the only thing i've been working on um (laughs) i spent a good deal of time yesterday working on a cover just as a little spoof thing for the mm-hmm. whole Bernie Sanders in the chair. Yeah. Meme. So we, so we should say we're recording <sighs> this on January 22nd. So if you haven't seen the meme of Bernie Sanders sitting in the chair with a mu- mittens, this is what spurred this on, right? Yeah. Part of it. So I saw a bunch of memes and everything and I thought, Oh, so I made a cover and it's running to the mitten man. And, you know, and I put it up and said, it's, Hey y'all, the next bride's book is coming at you. Cause my bride's books are, you know, running from running. a rock star yeah. running with a sweet talker. Well, my readers just were cracking up and they just thought it was so funny. And they were like, when's the story? When's the story? So I stayed up until midnight last night. Ask me the last time I stayed up to midnight writing anything that would hmm. make me money. Never. Maybe never. But, <laughs> yeah. I stayed up till midnight writing this Bernie Sanders meme story and uh I don't even know you know I mean like I have no feelings one way or the other about Bernie Sanders it's just the it's the funniest thing the memes are hilarious so anyway that that is be uh on my yeah in my group on Instagram on my Instagram um by the time this comes out so anyway yeah that is hilarious (laughs) I can't wait to see it (laughs) 
Oh, that's funny. Locked up for almost 10 months, 11 months. So anyway, but so this is the result. Memes. Yep. Memes, <laughs> meme stories, useless, yeah. but yeah. they make you laugh. So, yeah. you know, that's all that really matters at this yeah. point. And I so, do have, before anyway, we go to... Before oh, yeah. we go to the interview, real quick, I forgot. I have two things I was going to share that are kind of newsy and helpful. Mm-hmm. So, um, yep. the there's a new site called Scribe Count, and I don't know if you've heard of it. It's mm-hmm. um, it's mm-hmm. a browser. It's a um, browser extension, and um, extension. Mm-hmm. yeah. So, like, you log in, and it's if you if you're wide and you want to c- see all your sales, you log into it. You enable the extension. Oh, yeah. Had you seen that? And then it collates everything for you. You have yeah, to log in. My son-in-law sent it to me. It is so yeah, cool. My son-in-law sent it to me. That I yeah. I tried it out and it's really, it really is nice and it works easily. And it there it's you, like, I've got a 14 day trial right now, so you can try it out. And um, my mm-hmm. request would be that they add um, Ingram Spark, uh, find a way in ACX because right now it's just mm-hmm. for like the main vendors, but I think they are going to yeah. expand yeah. and add yeah. more stuff. But it gives you this little graph and it has tons of data, it breaks it all out about you can look at historical oh, data. Yeah, it's really good. So, and mm-hmm. it's really needed mm-hmm. because it's just such a pain to pull all the, right. you know, all the other sites. So that was cool. So we'll link to that. And then, um, uh, oh, the other thing was an article from the BookBub. Um, partners blog and i don't know if you saw it it's mm-hmm. about out of the box promotion ideas and it just had some very interesting and cool things so i'll link to it but it had like um one person had a cover that had like an earring on it and so she had those earrings made and um it was just really cool things like that like doing special editions of your books um i can't remember the other stuff but i just thought if, right. if somebody wants to do something a little bit different that could be a place to get some ideas. So, okay. and Campbell is making an appearance on the show in the background. Sorry about that, y'all. But <clears throat> he was up all night, so he's uh, talking loudly. Yeah. yeah. So well, those are cool ideas, though. Gosh. Yeah. I would thought to do have the earrings made. That's so funny. I know, and I thought that is very clever. Mm-hmm. And and people, you know, we're taking pictures of them and posting them on Instagram. Yeah. So it's yeah. like you're making something from your book wearable which mm-hmm. is you know pretty cool oh, yeah. yeah yeah i linked to that i, I want to see it so yeah. i haven't i haven't looked at it so yeah that'll be great yeah so that was a lot of news yeah. and a lot of laughing about memes so i think we're done well let's talk to cheryl all right here we go so today on the podcast, we're really excited to have Cheryl Phipps with us. Hi, Cheryl. Hi, guys. How are you? We are great. We're so happy you're here. Thank you. We are. We're Pleased really looking to forward here. to talking to you. So <laughs> let me read your bio real quick. USA Today and Amazon bestselling author Cheryl Phipps lives in beautiful Auckland, New Zealand. As a young mother with three small children, Cheryl escaped the daily chaos of motherhood through her beloved romance novels. Cheryl also writes cozy mysteries and sweet romance as C.A. Phipps. So glad you're right. here. And she's also one of the four hosts of the Spa Girls podcast, which we talk about on here all the time. She's <laughs> excellent. Yes. We Thank love you. that podcast. So, t- uh, Cheryl, tell us how you got into writing. Uh, I had been writing for a long, long time, um, basically short stories and anything that came to mind. Um, 
uh, English was my top subject at school and I carried that through just in writing little things for myself. But when I had my children, I had my children very young, I was stuck at home and I'm sure a lot of your listeners could empathise with that. Um, as much as you love your children, you do need something else. And so I would pen little short stories and then I started to get a bit more serious and I did a few online courses and that sort of thing. I don't, didn't have any qualifications, so I, I really want people to know that, that you know, if, if you're just starting out, that honestly, I- anybody can do this. You just have to train yourself like in any job. Right, right. And so um, that, that's where it all began. And then I went to a um, RWNZ meeting, which is Romance Writers of New Zealand. Mm-hmm. And I had I got into that, uh, just went to a library talk one day and the founder was there, um, Jean Drew. And that was it. She, she got me to go along to one of these meetings and I met some like-minded people, loved it. And then, of course, the big the big deal for me, I went to a conference in New Zealand, which I thoroughly recommend conferences, um, and met my fellow spa girls. Uh, first of all, it was Wendy, and we mm-hmm. latched onto each other as roomies. And then uh, the other two, just, it just was very organic, and it was absolutely wonderful, and the best thing that has ever happened to me in my writing career, I guess. Right. Um, the, these girls, they are, you know, they boost me up, they... <laughs> you know, they have pushed me forward mm-hmm. and, and made me pub- press publish. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. yeah, I know that's true because um, Wendy is, she is very, um, like I wish I hung out with Wendy every day. I think I yes. would be much more productive. <laughs> she, she's relentless. She's about, so focused. She yeah, is she so really focused. Is. She's yes. so focused. And, and, um, yeah. and she often says how lazy she is. Oh, I know. And I could just, uh, seriously, I could just throttle her, throw something at her, <laughs> because she is the least lazy person. When it comes to writing, honestly, mm-hmm. if, if, if she decides this is what she's going to do, this particular book, you know, um, gets everything sorted, you, you can look up to her, you know, mm-hmm. and, um, and you follow her example and you will never, ever go wrong. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, well, it's obvious that you guys are really close friends on the yes. podcast. So yes. if if you haven't listened to the Spot Girls podcast, highly recommend go over there and <laughs> take a listen because it's got tons of great information and y'all's rapport is really fun. I yeah, like oh, that. We do give each other a ton of uh, uh, hard times. <laughs> I was trying to think of an appropriate word. I don't know what words I can use. We know what you mean. Though. <laughs> and of course, yeah. if you can get past the accents, you'll be right. <laughs> I love the accents. So tell us, what is your definition of success? I think success um, is, I can only say it from from my point of view, because I think it is entirely different for every single one of us, Mm -hmm. is is making enough money that this job that I love, that often doesn't feel like a job, um, pays my way. And, and that's the definition of success for me. It, it didn't start out like that. I have to say, I, it's a story that I tell quite often when we do our little workshops and that definition of success for me was making that $100 threshold on Amazon. <laughs> when I first started out that first year, that was, that was yes, it had to. And before that, of course, obviously, it was publishing the book. So it changes over time. Yes. We evolve, don't we? And then I think, um, I, I don't like to say we get greedy, but we we our um, aspirations change and mm-hmm. our, the level of what, we, what we're willing to accept changes. Mm-hmm. So, and circumstances can dictate that as well. But, yeah, right. that, for me, that, that's, that's what it basically means, that I am paying my way. <laughs> <laughs> 
I agree with that uh, completely. We move, we move the goalpost. Yes, we just have, yes. You know, the the hope is we don't move the goalpost too prematurely or before we adequately celebrated the win that we just yes. had. Exactly. And I and I think too that we should be very very careful of comparing our mm-hmm. our goalposts with with other people because mm-hmm. that, it's not fair to yourself actually that's mm-hmm. it's really not fair you you need to be comfortable i think at a certain level um understand how you got there and be able to repeat that mm-hmm. you know um, on and on and then you know mm-hmm. <laughs> in time yes. you'll do level better. up if you need yes. to yeah yes. exactly yes. Yeah. well uh tell us what you wish you'd known about writing and craft Oh, in craft, um, pretty much everything. Yeah. Pretty much everything. <laughs> I, I, I thought I knew a lot. I, I you know, um, I, I speak reasonably well. I have a good comprehension, and really, my gram, my grammar just sucks. I, <laughs> <laughs> I wish I had been better at that. Now I've, I've actually evolved in the, into the um, headspace that that's what I pay an editor for. Yeah. So yeah. I do the very, very, very best I can. And I'm not dismal, but. Oh, I am. You know. <laughs> Poor Serena. Oh. But, yes. oh, yes. Yes, she's edited for me too. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, yeah. but yes, that's. But I think that what I wish I had known is that that doesn't need to stop me. And I think that's what you're saying. Yeah. I am. Yeah. I am saying that exactly. I think. Um, I, I needed to have a, a, a much higher level of patience when I started out. I wanted to get that book out in a hurry. And, and it wasn't ready and eventually came down um, as I got better at my craft. And that's what I'm saying about going to conferences. You know, if, if somebody had said to me, truly, if you go to these conferences and you listen to people, not don't take in every single word, right. um, but what, what resonates with you or what you actually need more more things than others, and grandma was certainly one of them. Um, then you will get better. You will get better because you just hear something often enough, and it does resonate, doesn't it? All of a sudden, who knows why? And yeah. and yeah. you kick on, and and you think, well, you know, now I can write a better blurb, or you mm-hmm. know, now I can be more objective when I'm looking at my covers and mm-hmm. things like that. It, as you go along, it just builds up and builds up till you get a a better picture of of who you are as an author, your brand, and all, all those sorts of things. Which, when you start out, you're just you're, you're just swimming upstream, really, aren't you? you well, know? there's just so much too. Yes. Mm-hmm. So overwhelmed, much. yeah, and, yeah, and yeah. overwhelmed is huge. We talk about that a lot um, with with the spa girls. Um, you know that you get overwhelmed, and that's what stops you. That because you, mm-hmm. you're constantly doubting yourself. You know, I'm not good enough. How could I put up a book where all of these other millions of people are putting them up? Or mm-hmm. you know, how how could I expect to make sales? Nobody in the world knows me. And yeah. all these things are true, right? But only only in that space of time. Right. But it doesn't you, mean you can't do it, you know, even though it's all true, it. but you kind of no. have to get your head in the right yes. space yes. to think that. Yeah. And so you I, said that English was really one of your good yes. subjects and it yeah. was mine too. And I was like, mm. this is what I'm good at. So I'm going to yes. try and do this. But I think there's a big difference between being good at English in school and then writing fiction because yes. I didn't write much fiction and I, I majored in English and writing fiction is a whole other game even if you have good grammar and yes. it's okay to break the rules in grammar, mm-hmm. which, you know, that's just yeah. so in fiction because you conveying yes. certain things. It's just, it's 
completely different and it takes a while to get yeah. and get your legs under you doing fiction, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. It takes a while. And I don't know whether it's a little presumptuous to say that um, when an editor reads your book, um, they're not in your head. So they right. don't know they don't know these characters completely. They don't know that right. these characters, you know, might be having a, a joke about something or, you know, being sarcastic or whatever. And and for me, you know, you throw in a comma, comma because that's how it sounds to you in your head. Right. So they're right. Of course they're right most of the time because <laughs> a reader needs to read it a yes. certain way, don't they? Exactly. So, yeah. But, yeah, I, th- I think it's not, they're not always right. Right. Yeah. They don't, yeah. I uh, just said something to Serena yesterday and I because my last book, Homecoming King, I sort of freaked out at her edit. Like, oh, it, yeah. yeah, like I was it it's it was it was a little devastating for a few mm-hmm. for a few days. And um, anyway, and I know she felt terrible because she's the nicest person mm-hmm. in the world. And um, so but I told her, I said, please you know, I know I freaked out, but that doesn't mean I don't want to know what you think. Please sure. do not be afraid of my insecurities because I <laughs> yes. need you to tell yes. me what you think and, and how to fix this because that's why I pay you. And We and, just don't uh, always want to hear it. <laughs> I don't want to hear it. Just because I don't want to hear it doesn't mean I don't need to hear it. Yeah, exactly. right. And speaking of conferences, I love, you know, I love, con- I love a conference. I love- and I would go to a conference in Chernobyl right now. <laughs> I would stop on my, radi- my radiation little badge thing and be on the front row if they set one up. I, mean, I have like, seen I you at conference. Ready. That is your place. <laughs> that is your place in the world. You are just on fire at a conference. I it's would James go happy anywhere place. right now to a conference, yeah, yes. if I could. Yeah, yeah. yeah so, true. Yes. Yeah. Well, what about marketing? What do you wish you had known about marketing? Oh, again, pretty much everything. Um, <laughs> and, and you know, like um, I started in 2014. So, um, you know, I've been around a little while um, <laughs> and I still have fought myself all the way with Facebook marketing, which is kind of disappointing when I go on a podcast and tell people, you know, <laughs> give everything a go. And it was just one of those things, you know, I'll, I'll do BookBub, I'll do Amazon ads, but Facebook was just like, oh, I don't know. And and the girls, you know, on the podcast, they they given me a bit of a hard time about it in the nicest possible way. <laughs> and you know what? I started up after Christmas, sort of smacked myself on the head a bit and said, you know, don't be such a baby. <laughs> <laughs> and and I've had such such great um results in a couple of weeks Wonderful. and I'm like oh my gosh you you just a fool yeah. to yourself you know leaving money on the table I you know my parents were English <laughs> very 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 conservative when it came to money and um, yeah. I won't say tight but uh, <laughs> we we valued the dollar mm-hmm. and I guess that's that's my reasoning because I know how quickly Facebook can suck your money mm-hmm. so I wish I had known mm-hmm. I don't know, to not be afraid, to not not to not find excuses. And they were excuses, mm-hmm. you know, because I think if you can do one sort of marketing, you can do them all. You might not do them all as well as each other. Right. Mm-hmm. But um, and you don't have to do them all. No. But I, I saw the results that my my good friend Wendy was getting. And she was she she just kept saying, Cheryl, you just have to do it. And um, I think Back in the beginning, and you know, around 2014, marketing wasn't really like it is now. It wasn't, um, 
bold, I think. Bold, I think it is. Um, In-your-face kind of stuff and all this, um, what do you call it, testing and all that sort of thing. It just, if it was there, I didn't know about it. I didn't really hear about it. Mm -hmm. Um, For me, the biggest thing right from the beginning, and and we, we say it now, we talk about it all the time, you hear about it all the time, is get that newsletter started. Mm-hmm. And I wish I had done that from the very beginning. Yeah. Because you, you waste yeah. a lot of time and, and you again, you leave money on the table by not, um, I don't want to make it sound all about the money, <laughs> but it is, <laughs> it, is, it is my job after all. Right. Yeah, <laughs> and, nice. and, yeah, you know, just I think you just have to get started from the beginning with the basics. So you've yeah. got your writing and you get your newsletter list and, even a website isn't as as important as that newsletter list, but it's a, it's a good place. It's a good thing to have so that you can direct people from there. You know, everything right. everything you use as a marketing tool to get people onto your list, mm-hmm. that's a good thing. And, right. and you shouldn't uh, downplay those things. Yeah. Mm. And I sell books every time I send out a newsletter. Every yes. time. Yeah, I think it's really important that um, that you do it regularly. Keep people, um, keep people uh, focused on you as an author because they'll be quite happy to move on to somebody else if they don't see you pop up in their um, email from time to time. And, um, and I was doing that about uh, once a month, um, not, not as evenly as I should be, and now I'm doing it bi-monthly. Yeah. And again, as, as you said, Jamie, I, I, I sell books every time I send a newsletter out. So. Every time. And you know yeah. some of those people have been mm. on your newsletter yes. list for, for years. And yes. Still, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, exactly. It just, it just exactly. hits them at the right time. But yeah. yeah. Um, and I, I also find um, just being more present with the Facebook ads and things yeah. like that, I'm, I, I'm actually picking up more readers every day. Mm-hmm. And, and so that's organic. Mm-hmm. And, you, you know, that, that you can't put a price on those. No, the not, good at, ones. All. not yeah. at all. Yeah, those it ones just, will hang around. Yeah, so it just gives you more visibility, right? It's Absolutely. Like, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. Yes. Well, I'm so happy I, I like to, to hear that. Oh, I was just going to say, I'm so happy to hear that you tried it and it went yes. well because we had yes. people who were like, oh, I tried it. It was terrible. I lost thousands of dollars. So. I know. I know. Well, it's not that I, that didn't happen because it, <laughs> did, it did happen, which is what stopped me from doing it. Yeah. So, but now I think I've honed my craft so, so much more in the way that I present the ads. You know, I understand more about the graphics and I understand more about the blurb. So, I, you know, I, I you have to be prepared to lose some money on Facebook ads, and I just wasn't. That, and that's how it was. And now, now I'm okay because I'm, you yeah. know, I'm earning decent money, and so I'm like, come on, <laughs> exactly. Take that step, yeah. Okay. <laughs> So what assumptions did you make at the beginning of your writing career and looking back, did they turn out to be right or wrong? Um, Well, for the most part, New Zealanders are quite, we don't, you know, like shout our name from the rooftops or anything like that. (laughs) So to be honest, to be absolutely honest, I didn't have any lofty ideals that I would be a great writer and sell a ton of books. What I did want was so desperately was to get a publisher to buy my book and mm-hmm. pay me lots of money. Mm-hmm. And that didn't happen. Mm-hmm. And to be fair, again, I didn't actually sell myself much to those people. <laughs> I would go to conference and I and they'd request my book and like so many people, I think the 
the level of people that respond to agents who request their book is like some pathetic percentage, like 2% or what, I don't know, I'm just making that up. <laughs> and I never, I, I, I sent my book to one, to one agent. So, you know, I mean, you're not really giving yourself a very good chance when you do things like that. No. So, I, I, you know, um, that's another thing, that fear of failure or that fear of success. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Who knows what drives us sometimes? Or we just don't even know imposter ourselves. syndrome. Yes, In, yes. Yeah. Who am yeah. I? Who am yeah, I? Who am exactly. I when I'm sitting at the table with Nalini Singh, who's just exactly. absolutely awesome, you know? Yeah. And I think how how I can't be like her. Mm-hmm. Surely I can't be like her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, and I'm not. I'm not. But you know, yeah. I, I am an author. So. But you That's can, right. and you're you're already in a, in a making a living group. author. Yeah. yeah. Yes, I am. I'm making a living author. Yes. Yeah. I just aspire to be a making a living author like Wendy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Don't, Don't we, we all? all. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. She is awesome. She is mm. awesome. She but, is. but still, she just does not talk herself up either. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, crazy. Yeah. Not at all. Yeah. All right. So um, have you ever made a mistake that turned out to be a good thing? Um, not really. I, 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 I don't think so. I... Um, I think sometimes when I've had a um, put the price in for a book and and lowered mm. it for whatever reason, mm-hmm. and um, you've kind of missed the mark, mm-hmm. um, I think you you might have lost something there, but you can actually gain it with that with that sense of panic by <laughs> chasing chasing different ads that you wouldn't right. normally use. And I have found um, on two or three occasions that I've actually done really, really well with those ads, mm-hmm. which, um, you know, I, you might have lost some, like I say, prior mm-hmm. to that, but you found another avenue. So mm-hmm. that that's a, that's a small one, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, no, I, um, I think, yeah, probably um, it's all about timing, mm-hmm. you know, when you, mm-hmm. make, when you make mistakes, it's, you just have to move on. Yep. And yeah, I've never really gained anything from from making huge mistakes. I, I've I've found um, I've I've had a couple of editors that um, haven't turned out to be very good for me, and I've moved mm-hmm. on and found better ones. So mm-hmm. if you can put that in that pool, then certainly yeah. that's that's been a huge huge deal. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And again, I listen to other people, you know how how they're getting on, and I think once you find somebody like that, you just can't stick with them. Mm-hmm. But um, it, it doesn't hurt to try other avenues. It really doesn't. Not at all. Very true. Yeah. So what about the opposite? Have you ever done something you thought this is going to be a winner and then it turned out to not work out so well? Um, Yes. Yes. (laughs) I, I, oh, I could tell you some stories, girls, <laughs> but without without mentioning names, I um I went because you know who it is. As soon as I I say, I won't say the name. Um, this particular woman was uh, doing lots of box sets, like lots and lots and lots of box sets, mm-hmm. and she took our box and she um uh took our money from, mm-hmm. from we were selling them, and then there was no royalties, and she pleaded. Um, lots of things, and and honestly, everybody it was about I don't know maybe eighteen authors were very very supportive and in uh, initially, and um, she but she did this over and over again, and mm. I just I found that very very hard, very very hard because 
it, I, I felt like it was a winning formula with the authors that I was involved with, and I think they did too. And mm-hmm. to have it just fall in your face mm-hmm. and get nothing from it. And in those days, it was a few years ago, and in those days you didn't actually fight back. Mm-hmm. And even now I don't know that I would because nobody, you don't want your name tarnished, but mm-hmm. then it just it, it kind of gets in your, ah, mm-hmm. that uh, people get away with these things. Mm-hmm. But, yeah. yeah. Overall, the indie author world is very supportive and you know, most people are really good, but every once in a while something happens and, yes. and it's almost a shock in a way mm. because, you know, people are so nice generally that yes. when something like that happens, it's very and hard. Upfront yes. and honest. And, yes. yeah. 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 But um, one of the women that was in the box said, so here, here you go. This is, this is a huge mistake that I made unwittingly. Um, with joining that box set and out of it this lovely lovely woman um, who is is quite now well well known author she said to me oh you know I'm so sorry this has happened um, she did, it had nothing to do with her she did nothing wrong um, would you like to come into this um, I won't even say what it is but and and so I wrote a book for her Oh. And that went really, really well. And I met some amazing people through that. So there you go. That was a win. Yeah, that's good. <laughs> and that's, is, what, that's what the, it's like these lessons that we learn, it's like the good and the bad, the lessons that yes. we're learning from them. And that's the whole thing is that if you can pull a lesson out of something, whether it was good or bad, then yes. then it's good. Yeah. I think in, in all aspects of, of your life, it just being kind can mm-hmm. take you so much further than being, I don't know, aggressive or pushy or whatever. Um, I, I think there are places for those, but mm-hmm. honestly, I yeah, the kindness that I've experienced through lots of authors um, has been amazing. You know, um, um, Jamie and I have sh- you know shared our newsletter list for for mm-hmm. our romance writing and that sort of thing, and um, and mm-hmm. Sarah, you've helped me out mm-hmm. as well, and um, it's. Yeah, I mean things that's, like that. That's that's what makes our world go round. I think. Right. Yes. Right. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I have just always. I mean, the kindnesses that have been given to me. It's always mm. just shocking sometimes how kind people are. Yes. yes. I always try to do that for other people, but um, yeah, there's always every once in a while a bad apple. Unfortunately. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. But I think being a good community member in the end will will lead you so much further than it always uh, wins out yeah yeah yeah. you don't want to be stepping on people you want to you know take what people give you and and be thankful you know Mm. you don't have to be bending over backwards grateful but you know be thankful and then try and reciprocate or pay it forward or pay it forward yeah Yeah. Yeah. i think paying it forward is good yeah 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 Yeah. well talk to us about um your transition um from romance to cozy mystery or I don't know if you actually completely transitioned, but like talk to us. About I have two pen names, so um, it was just a baptism of fire. But um, <laughs> I, I had done so much research on it because I like to read them as well. So uh-huh. that that was a good thing. Although I love romance and I still do, um, I just jumped in boots and all, and I got um, a series going pretty quickly. Mm-hmm. And made so much more money than my romances, <laughs> and it just—it <laughs> was kind of like it was bittersweet, bittersweet. Mm-hmm. And uh, I now have two series up, and another one I'm just about to start. But um, yeah, that they are hand hand over fist bringing in far more than my romances. 
and and I don't know what that says about romance. Um, that the that the pool is is so heavy, you know, um, so full. Um, mm. I still believe there's always space. Mm. I still believe this is a good time to be a writer. But I, mm. um, for me personally, the cozy mysteries are doing so much better. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I, I I I will keep writing romances, but I'll it will probably be at a much. Uh, you know, like one to three or something like that, the ratio that I would are do your, that at. Are your cozies shorter than your romances? No, no, no. no they actually are pretty much the same length. And, in fact, oh, I have had a couple of reviews of people saying that they're much longer than most cozies. I don't know that <laughs> that's true. I don't know that that's true because yours – yeah, well, mine, are, mine are like 65 to 75,000 usually. Yeah, mine never they, get to some that. Some of them are a lot shorter, but. Yeah, no, I, I would say mine are, are, are easily 50, 50 to 65. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And, yeah. Yeah, was there anything you wish you had known about changing genres or any advice or tips oh, you could give people? Well, people had warned me that it would be hard to have um, two two pen names, names. Oh, and yeah. and I think I I still think I had to do it but oh my gosh I would <laughs> advise anybody to seriously think twice about it it is so much more work it really is and I'm and I'm really bad because I would probably have far more sales from my newsletter if I actually split it which I haven't <laughs> <laughs> I, I have meant to I have it, it, all good intentions and then before I know it it's that time to sending one out and I'm like it's just going it's just yeah, going yeah. and I and I always promise them you know something if it's heavy on cozy mysteries, then I'll promise them something next time for romance. Yeah. And mm-hmm. you know, even if it's just a free book from a friend of mine or something right. like that. Right. Yeah. So yeah. yeah. But um, yeah, I, I I did know all the things about it. I just didn't appreciate how <laughs> how hard it would be to keep that going. You know, Facebook pages. I only have one Twitter account, thank goodness, and I don't do a lot on there anyway. Mm-hmm. But Facebook pages is like, yeah, yeah. That's that would be hard. It would yes. be hard. Yeah. yeah, just just thinking of different things that appeal, because I'm still the same person, mm-hmm. but trying to write something in a different flavour for each mm-hmm. uh, pen name is, yeah. <laughs> I beg, borrow, and steal post. Yeah. <laughs> uh, we've sort of talked about this a little bit, but you can tell from the Spa Girls podcast that you guys are very close friends. And do you have any tips for other authors for making friends in the business? Oh, look, I just think you need to communicate. And that's that's awkward. But, you know, what I tell the people that I discuss these things with is, is that um, the people are only strangers until you hold your hand out. And then, you know, once you've said hello, you can just move on from there. And I, I find if you ask a question, you will get an answer but you might get 10 answers mm-hmm. and there is no right answer. So, therefore, you're already winning. Mm-hmm. And um, and maybe you can do the same in return. Maybe somebody will ask a question that you will know the answer to, or you just have an opinion on. Mm-hmm. I think as long as it's it's expressed in a way that's not, you know, completely aggressive or anything, um, you yeah you you'll just learn so much more. And if if it hadn't have been for the spa girls, like I say, I wouldn't have um, been a writer potentially, or mm-hmm. certainly wouldn't have got it off the ground when I did, and certainly would not have been able to give up work and do it yeah. full time. So that yeah. that took a few years. So uh, yeah, I think um, listening to how other people deal with that sort of thing, that transition is a is a big deal. Mm-hmm. But yeah, just information. Yeah, just right. getting that information. Yeah, right. find your people. It, as an author, you need people. Yes. Um, Absolutely. Yeah. So outside one hundred percent. Yes, lift you yeah. up. Yeah. 
Yeah. yeah. Sort of and I think it comes from being a friend. I mean, it's just, you know, mm. you like something somebody does, you reach out to them. and mm. Or if you, you know, if you just think they're interesting people, just reaching out. Yes. And saying, hey, I think you're yes. an interesting person. I mean, and, and with no expectation, really, that anything's going to come back your way. Though yeah. it usually does. It's mm-hmm. just, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, that- well, I always respond. I always respond to people. Yeah. I guess I'm maybe. not in the same class as maybe um, uh, Marie Force or Bella mm-hmm. Andre or something like that. So I don't have billions and billions of emails coming my way. Right. Um, but I do try and get back mm-hmm. to people. It might not be within 24 hours or 48 hours, but, mm-hmm. yeah, just, just an acknowledgement, especially if they're saying something nice about your work. <laughs> right. <laughs> you know, I mean... Goodness, thank you want you. to hold on to them. Yes, <laughs> right. thank you. It doesn't hurt, does it? Really? No, not at all. Yeah. No. You no, just no. set aside some time. And, yeah. I, and I think I think that's a, um, another thing that I'd like to um, share with your listeners is that is making time for all the things you must do mm-hmm. and then the things that you want to do, mm-hmm. um, you know, that they just slot in around it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Don't true. be getting up in the morning and spending three hours on social media. No. <laughs> Why? No, I'm Get the work done. <laughs> Get the work done That's first. Okay, I got it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's always urgent things that you need to attend to first thing, isn't right. there? But then, yeah. Yeah, that's that's what stood me in good stead. Actually, is is to get the words down. That's the yeah. most important thing. If I if I don't have another book coming out for a year, you know, sales will decline. And mm-hmm. um, uh, until you have lots of books out, so that you've got a backlist, you have to you have to be producing the work. Yeah, yeah. you got to. You need yeah. um, a product. You know, yes, because yes. it's, it's absolutely it's, it is we love product. our books, yeah. but they are what we're trying to sell. And so if you mm-hmm. only have one or two or three, it's harder, yes. you know, especially if you're trying to make an income. So, yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think I think down the track it will get easier the more books we have out. Um, you know, you might you might want to sit back a bit, but yeah, at the, at the moment I'm I'm doing about four books a year and that seems to be um, a comfortable place for me so you know there are times when it's not (laughs) I admit (laughs) when deadlines are looming but I I haven't met an author yet whether they produce a book once a month or once a year that didn't feel like that I honestly cannot say I've ever so true that is so true yeah Yeah. one book a year or 10 books a year we're still all complaining about our deadlines (laughs) I know I know know. because when you start out it seems like you've got so much time ahead of you (laughs) I know yeah it's like oh I've got time to do this (laughs) well so since you're writing romance and cozy mystery so you're still writing both right yes oh yes yeah so how do you oh I was gonna say how do you juggle the two genres like in your writing schedule and in like you talked a little bit about your promotion but um, yes. like, how do you plan out which books or do I, you I, I, because this, um, the cozy mysteries I've only been doing for about three years. So that's kind of like half of my lifespan as an author so far. I completely focused on the um, cozy mysteries and, and that was wrong <laughs> in one respect, but it was right because it was going so well. And I think you always have to be working on what is going well. Right. However, as I said before, I don't want to lose my um, romance um, 
readers. So I will do it like as a ratio one to three. So um, if I if I wasn't going to concentrate on a new series, then I would fit it in amongst it. But right now I'm finishing a cozy mystery and then I'm actually going to start a three book cozy mystery, a new series. And I'm, I, I say three because that's my that's the least amount that that's I'm going to do for a series. That's my minimum. <laughs> um, whether I get that that third one of that done this year, or whether I uh, change it for um, one of my um, high seas weddings romances, um, that's got a third book to come, and it's halfway written. Oh. And I kind of feel that would be it's quite actually quite nice to have a break in between mm-hmm. and not not always for me not always yep. writing cozy mysteries so somewhere in there that will go I'm just not sure when I've mm-hmm. I, I have I have my schedule out for these four books cozies but I feel like I'm going to have to slot that romance in there mm-hmm. I kind of owe it to my readers I did one last year one romance um, again to finish the three book series so because that that was my marketing strategy I had these romance series going with only two books in them mm-hmm. and I thought to give them a chance because right. you can always box set them yeah down the track so that's that that's my strategy and then after that I don't know where the romance is going I'll probably have to start a new series (laughs) but yes one one to one to three yes is is what I aim for yeah I think that's That's smart though especially if cozies are or what's making you your money right now exactly yeah you have to go you have to do that Uh, do you have pushback from your readers like your romance Um, readers not so much. I sometimes wonder if I have a little bit of a drop-off in my newsletter list. If I have a few unsubscribes, I kind of wonder if um, mm-hmm. that's because there's not enough romance going on. There's too much right. cosy, huh? <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I understand that. And like I say, that that is my problem. That is something that I have to work on, and I know that. Mm-hmm. Um, I had an assistant start uh, before Christmas, and um, – she was she was fresh out of uh, graphic design school, and so she was doing all my graphics. And oh my gosh, I couldn't believe how much time she saved me. And I was paying her minimum wage. And mm-hmm. She was lovely, lovely girl, a friend, a daughter's friend, a friend's daughter. And um, <laughs> and anyway, she because she couldn't get a job because of COVID and all that sort of oh, thing. Yeah. So um, I took her on part time, and we came out of lockdown and she got a job um, oh, no. <laughs> for a huge company in New Zealand. Uh-huh. And and she was so apologetic, was the sweetest kid. And I said to her, this is your chance, you know, you have yeah. to do it. And yeah. so I now I'm like, I don't have this. <laughs> <laughs> I have to start again. There, there is there is a silver lining. I, I do have one yeah. in the in the pipeworks and I'm sort of waiting for her, her children to go back to kindy and daycare and then mm-hmm. hopefully I'll I'll latch on to her. Yeah. Exactly. And yeah, so I'm looking forward to that because I think that that will help do things like split my list and mm-hmm. do things properly <laughs> in that area. Yeah. I'm sure that I'm sure that because a lot of people have hung around that they will actually read both. Yeah. So, but yeah. to be fair to the ones that don't want cozy. Yeah, it isn't a quiet taste, but yeah. right, right, yeah, exactly. So, yeah, I'm curious since coming from romance, where mm-hmm. the series are uh, kind of different, they're usually focused on the different characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you switch to cozy, uh, so do you have a single character that runs through all of your yes. cozies, and then yes. um, 
do you have like a end point for your cozies or do you kind of keep them open-ended like that this year they, they, they are definitely open-ended yeah. yes because they said in small towns and um um, I like the characters, so I'm still I still weave in a lot of characters, and then I can pick and choose that you know kind of excuse me cherry pick through the series which ones stay and have a a prominent place, right? You know, and yeah. um, and because I write about um, one series is about three sisters, and the others is about four four friends, female friends, mm-hmm. and I. That that's me too. Too, I love those dynamics. Yeah. Okay. So um, it's a little little bit of a point of difference, but it's still the same situation. Yeah. And I do have a, um, a a love interest in them, mm-hmm. and it starts off very very slow. And oh my gosh, I did get some pushback about that because they wanted it, and Dude, I'm like, it was too I have mm-hmm. I have read about cozy mysteries, and it is not about the romance. But <laughs> I, do you think my readers? cared about that (laughs) okay so that's very funny because i have lots of readers that they're interested in the plot and they they like Mm -hmm. the puzzle but the emails i get are about the characters the the romance and i think that's just what draws people in i don't think they want that for like the whole story no and they really don't want them to get together they kind of do but yes you know it's like they want that tension that's so weird isn't it yes because i'm sure you did all your homework and read up on what makes a cozy mystery and what we were supposed to do and what we were supposed to do and Mm -hmm. it was like okay so you've just blown that out of the water (laughs) (laughs) it is it is different like you say it's a very slow burn and it's you know there's no sex or anything like that Mm -hmm. but um you know there's a little bit of kissing maybe and hand holding and yeah Mm -hmm. support Mm-hmm. So, yeah drawn it out as long as possible right yes yeah yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah my series that i'm going right now it's a historical so you know it's mm. even slower because it's historical 1920s but um my characters kiss in book five so i right. managed to draw it out that draw it out. yeah <laughs> you know? so i was like did you get believe me i was like when is this is happening that, come on <laughs> and jamie's like okay that's not nearly enough <laughs> no, I know, I know. I, I, I will say that it was actually quite a relief not to have to write a sex scene. Well, I, I haven't heard that from other romance writers. <laughs> not Jamie, but yeah. I mean, like, it's so yeah. funny to me yeah. that romance writers yeah. don't seem to enjoy to write sex scenes. That's like, well, I, I, don't, I don't mind it, but I kind of felt like I was maybe getting a bit boring. <laughs> <laughs> Well, yeah, I've said this before. There's only so many ways. I know, <laughs> I know. And it's, and I guess it's all about the feels, isn't it? It's all about yeah. uh, the, it's the, the two people. But, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, it's it's quite nice. I, I quite like a, a mystery and I, you know, I, I like I like throwing in all the red herrings and, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, I love so reading fun. them. I don't know that I could write them, though. I just don't, ha- I don't think that way. I'd be wanting to spill the beans way too early. <laughs> Give well, it a secret away. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'm always I'm always telling stories to the to the mm-hmm. grandchildren, and mm-hmm. you know, um, even when I'm watching TV, I I, mm-hmm. I pick the plots apart, and you know, yeah. well, they forgot about that. No, yeah. <laughs> they didn't mention that. Yeah, exactly. exactly. So, Cheryl, tell us what you think you've done to set yourself up for success. Um, I think. Done. I think um, learning my craft, although it's probably taken me a bit longer than I would have liked, um, and also surrounding myself with people, like-minded people, mm-hmm. and um, who, mm-hmm. people who care about my mm-hmm. my career. Mm-hmm. I, I, I am very fortunate that I have a very supportive um, husband, mm-hmm. and um, 
you know, he was quite happy for me to give up work three years ago and do this full time. And that's only made things better mm-hmm. because I, you know, I don't think I was as focused when I was working and writing. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, I think I think that, you know, having having a place, having my office, um, I don't always sit here. I'm a bit like Jamie, I wander around. (laughs) You guys can't see this, but I've changed rooms since. (laughs) My house is a disaster area. (laughs) I will go out to coffee shops with Mm -hmm. my friends, especially Wendy, and and we will just write. You know, we'll we'll stop and have have something to eat and a drink, and then we'll just carry on writing. We'll do sprints for um, about 30 minutes at a time. Mm-hmm. and just get as many words down as you can because, you know, it doesn't even matter if they're not particularly good words because mm-hmm. whatever you get, it's something. Right. Something to edit. You can always work on them and make yeah. them better. Right. Yeah. 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 Absolutely. And that, yeah. that, especially when you're coming to a deadline, it sounds silly, doesn't it, to go out of your home and to work mm-hmm. in a noisy cafe. And it took a long time to get used to. Mm-hmm. Wendy just puts in headphones and away she goes, but I just sit there and have the noise around me. But uh, you do, you do go home with so so many more words than you would have if you'd, you'd been sitting there in a room by yourself feeling the pressure, you know, feeling mm-hmm. everything closing down. <laughs> right. I have to get right. this finished. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. Oh, Whatever works, whatever works. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. And that's not yeah. going to work for everybody else. But mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Something yeah. to try. Yeah. Well, where can people find out more about you and your books? So you can find me at uh, CherylPhipps.com. So that's for my romance and CAPhipps.com. And, uh, of course, I'm on Facebook at uh, CAPhipps or Cheryl Phipps. And um, Twitter, not really there too much, but, yeah, mm-hmm. come say hi wherever wherever you are and I, I will yeah. get back to you. <laughs> <laughs> that is great. Well, we will have all those links and we'll also have the link to the Spa Girls podcast. And you can find them at the wish I'd known then podcast.com. And we'll see y'all next week. Thanks for listening. Bye. Thank you so much for having me. Bye. Bye. Thanks for listening to the wish I'd known then podcast. We hope this episode inspired you, empowered you and made you laugh a little bit too. If you loved it, tell your friends about it. And if you feel so inclined, leave us a review. We look forward to being with you again next week.